Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Five People on the Go, the show that's all about tools and approaches for success from the most brilliant people. And today we have Guy Franklin, who is. How do you describe your title? Is it an entrepreneur? Is it a community manager? Founder? It's a, it's a combination between all, all the above. Well, either way, it's fascinating. And he was the founder of Israeli Mapped in New York City that today has 400 startups. Am I correct? Yes. yes. Which we talk a lot about communities these days. And everybody say, yeah, you should open a community. It's the best way. And... Here, I think you really built something that gives benefit to a lot of people and you managed to monetize it. So there's so much we can learn from you. But let's start from the most basic question. How did it happen? So uh, it all started 10 years ago. I had an offer to relocate from Tel Aviv to New York, which I couldn't refuse. Uh, to work as an accountant in uh, EY, Ernst Young. I used to work in Ernst Young in uh, Tel Aviv, dealing with startups, and then they offered me to relocate to the main office in the most uh, you know, significant city in the world, New York. So uh, we relocated. It was uh, January, winter, very cold, uh, with a one-month-old uh, baby. It was a new, the same office, EY, but still new office, new language, the work is a little bit different with uh, the, the cultural differences. So the first few months were not easy at all. But then summer starts. I started to meet a lot of new people. And uh, then what happened, you know, I worked as an accountant in EY, which is quite boring from time to time, but uh, that was my day job. So what I decided to do is when I identified back then a trend that started back then, uh, with the, mainly with the support of Mayor, Mayor Mike Bloomberg, who was the mayor of New York City, who gave a boost to the New York tech ecosystem, with his boost, Israeli startups started to uh, think about New York as the number one location to expand outside of Israel rather than the valley. And what happened starting, started in back, into back then in 2012, uh, Israeli startups expanded to New York. And I started to identify this trend. Um, and I couldn't find any resource or database, even not a boring Excel file with the list of the companies that are here. And I thought, how I can help uh, the Israeli entrepreneurs that are coming, which are their number one challenge which every entrepreneur feels, even if he's not relocating, is a loneliness. Absolutely. Because you feel like alone uh, to be like a CEO. And if you are relocating to a new city, it's even, uh, you know... Uh, especially in New York. Yeah, especially in New York, a very uh, yeah. complex city with uh, people that uh, from all over the world, uh, mm-hmm. lots of competition. So uh, I wanted to, uh, to make it much more uh, smooth for the entrepreneurs when they are coming. And I decided to build a tool, uh, a simple uh, interactive map, map of Manhattan, with dots on it, of the Israeli startups that are operating uh, in New York. So I started to collect information. I, I was sitting in a junction that I saw the, 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 the startups that are here. And when I, I launched the platform, there were 56 Israeli startups on this map. Mm-hmm. And... There were two goals. One, to support the entrepreneurs that are coming, to connect between them, because until then, there were not so many. You mentioned that now there are 400, but when there were only 50, mm-hmm. each one, some of them were work from their apartment, some of them from different parts in the city. There was not a community like today. So I took it and I wanted to help them. So when they are coming, they don't have to make mistakes. They can avoid mistakes that others already did. They can be like, a, be like in one group, that will support each other. Also to support uh, like, uh, uh, employees, Israeli employees that are looking to work for Israeli staff, so everything will be on one map. Mm-hmm. That's one goal. The second goal was to show uh, the Israeli success to the world. Because when you see the map of Manhattan and you see dots on it, that every day there's another dot, and uh, I don't like to use the word occupied, 
but like it looks like we occupied Manhattan. <laughs> and when people from all over the world are looking for, in Google even, startups in New York or Israeli startups in New York, suddenly they see not okay. just articles, but they see a map with all the dots on it, which is updated like every day. And I decided to do it also crowdsourcing, meaning that I don't add the companies. There is a button, add the company, and the company is adding themselves by themselves. Mm. And then the information is updated. They want to be part of it. They feel engaged. And it's going organically. Mm-hmm. So I launched this map almost like a eight, nine years ago, after my first year and a half here in New York. And uh, then something amazing happened. So, as I mentioned, I launched it when there were 56 Israeli startups on the map. But then there was like a FOMO, fear of missing out. <laughs> and all the companies that were not on the map and they couldn't reach out to them, like an entrepreneur that worked from his apartment and someone that just came, they wanted to be on this map. So, mm-hmm. in the first three months after I launched it, many entrepreneurs reached out to me. It was also uh, like the headline in uh, one of the Israeli publications, uh, the new new the, Isra- the new Israeli startups map in New York City. So it gave a lot of exposure and everyone wanted to be in, on the map. So it jumped from 56 Israeli startups to 100. And then it became the main resource for the Israeli startup community in New York. And I did all of that in addition to my work, in my day job as an accountant in EY, which was also dealing with with, with startups, but a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why I decided to build it. Uh, and uh, back then, uh, I would say that uh, every entrepreneur that moved here wanted to be connected to the community, reached out to me. I helped them in connecting to other entrepreneurs. And then there was a demand from the entrepreneurs to create groups that will help them, from the employees to find jobs in Israeli startups. Um, Different publications from New York, I I was amazed. Back then I was not connected to any, like, uh, you know, uh, media or anything else, but every, almost every, like, two, three weeks, CNN and Forbes and Bloomberg and Inc. and entrepreneur.com, and even from Israel, Channel 2, now it's 12, Ynet, The Marker, Calculist, everyone reached out to me. I didn't reach to anyone. They reached out to me because they saw that there is a story. And I also pushed to CNN, to Forbes. Every time I brought entrepreneurs in different sectors and gave them the stage. So the companies felt that if they are on the map, they can... They're on the map. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes. Like literally. So they get like, they can, in four verticals, I can help them. First, in connections to investors, because mm-hmm. investors are looking at the company. Sometimes they reach out to me, hey, this looks interesting. Can you connect me to this company? Corporates, that's the main important thing. Clients, that's the reason mm-hmm. they're coming to New York. They still go to market. The third thing is talent. Um, companies, you know, there are four Israeli startups today in New York, but the competition within 10,000 startups in New York, it's crazy. Companies from all over the world are coming. And even if a startup is in Israel is well familiar and everyone knows the startup, when they are open their operations, the small operations, they still have to, you know, compete with so many startups in New York, regardless if it's Israeli or not. So I gave them like brand awareness opportunities to PR and speaking in conferences. We just did a conference last month in the New York Stock Exchange and before that in Nasdaq. So I always bring entrepreneurs and give them the stage. Mm-hmm. in order to uh, to have them, uh, you know, brand awareness in the New York tech ecosystem. So I mentioned investors, corporates, brand awareness and PR. And the last thing is talent. There was a competition on talent. So for example, a few years ago, I invited 20, uh, the 20 uh, Israeli startups that I saw that they have the, the number of openings of uh, uh, jobs, which was the largest. And I invited them to, and we created a clip. Uh, Israeli startups are hiring in New York and we pushed it in all over the place in New York City, and it mm-hmm. gave them great uh, uh, CVs and great people because we promoted the Israeli startup community. So these are the four things that if uh, a startup is on the map, I can help him uh, uh, on a daily basis almost. Great. I'll stop you here because you talked about a lot of things, and I want to like put them in order for a second. So the first thing you talked about is the fact that you recognize a trend. You noticed that 
New York is starting to uh, give push to startups, and you say, okay, this is something I can use. So you recognize the trend, then you saw a need. You said people were very lonely, so people need a community. So that's that. After that, you said that you found your first few startups before you gave it like the actual publicity. You found the first few that you build it with. And, and I actually want to get back to that because that's a phase that a lot of people have trouble with. And then you found how you can give them value. So people wanted to join because you said you can connect them to talent, to corporate, to uh, publicity, to actually give them brand awareness by being on this stage. So that's a few things that are, I noticed that are very important for a good community. Now, I want to stop for a second and talk about the beginning because most people that I talk to that want to manage a community usually have a problem with finding that first few to start with, to give it like the momentum to start, go to start going. So how did you do that? That's a great question because... Uh, when I launched the map, there were, I mentioned that, that there were 56 Israeli startups on the map. All the work I did until then was behind the scene because I didn't want to launch something that will be with 10 mm -hmm. or 20, something that will be small. I wanted, when I reach out, when I uh, like launch it and it will be live, I wanted to send it to as many people as I can in the same community. So that's how I spread the word. I, did, I, I told to myself, if I will send it to enough people, in the tech ecosystem in New York, the ones that see value in there, they will say, oh, wow, that really gives value, and they will spread it. So I didn't reach out to, to any, as I mentioned, publication. All of them reached out to me after that. Mm -hmm. I reached out to a few investors that I knew, very few. The entrepreneurs that are on the map. Also to uh, people that I knew that are sitting here in junctions that they are like uh, the Israeli like, uh, economic mission in New York that saw a very value, it's a valuable asset for them. And I just sent them a small message, hey, I launched uh, this map. There are already 56 Israeli startups No, on no, that. before you launched. That's what I'm interested in. How did you find those 56 people, 56 startups? Okay, the 56 startups. Yeah, then we get to the how yeah, you yeah, pushed yeah. it, because yeah. that's also yeah. very interesting. But let's start from there. So how I found them, it's actually, it's what comes first. Okay. Because I identified this trend of the Israeli startups that are coming, I saw that there are 20 or 30. So I saw this number that are growing up. And from the ones that I already knew, I put them on a list. But then I said, okay, there must be more. So yes. how I find the other? I asked the other entrepreneurs if they are familiar with. I asked the main major players back then that are also junction, for example, mm -hmm. the Israeli economic mission in New York. Some investors that are, uh, I, kn I knew that they are investing mainly in Israeli startups and they probably know which Israeli startups here in New York. So they helped me from 30 that I had in my list, it's jumped to 56. And did you know what is the value that you wanted to give them? Or it was just, I'm creating this map, I think it will be cool, uh, why not join? Tell you the truth, it's a combination. Okay. I knew that there will be value in that, but I couldn't imagine that now, we are talking now eight years after, that that will be my day job. Mm -hmm. You know, I quit EY, I was pretty senior there, and then I was uh, the managing director of SOSA in New York, and I also was running the operations here. And I gave all of that, and I, that's my day job now, and we'll get it in a minute, what I'm doing it, and now I can monetize on it, because that's today my 24-7, that's what I'm doing. No, but Israel that's for your value. What about, like, yeah, their yeah. value? Because... Why they, the reason I'm asking this is because when people just start a community, sometimes they, they don't know what it's going to be about. It's just like they have this general topic. Like you said, startups in New York so, City. So, so, so I'll, I'll tell you something. I knew that it will connect the founders between themselves at the first place, for sure. Okay. Because I saw a demand from the entrepreneurs that I was talking with. that They reached out to me because I was sitting in a, a main junction of EY. Mm -hmm. And they asked me who they can talk, and it was not like today. They were not connected. And I, 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 I thought, I didn't know for sure, that if I will put all of them together in one place, mm -hmm. but that's the online. The online is not separate from the offline. 
Because even you, you can create the same app tomorrow morning, but if you're based in Israel, it will not succeed. It's a combination of the online that give exposure and people want to be on it with the many, many activities that I'm doing offline, which this give the success to the community into and promoting the map. Because the map is only an online tool for me. It's like 5% of the activity. Although when I created it, it was 100%. Back then I didn't do still the offline. I just put them on the map. I knew that it will connect between them. Mm-hmm. And I knew that it will help Israel and promote Israel as a startup nation because all the reporters and journalists, they love to see something that is visualized. Absolutely. And like uh, stories, and I always mm-hmm. bring them uh, interesting stories from the startups. And I knew that I can uh, promote the startups every time, different startups, that it will bring value. Perfect. So we talked about uh, how you started. You basically just decided you're creating this. You started with 20, 30 startups, just people you know. Then you started reaching out to other people and asking them if they know also. With the, and in that point, the only thing you sold, like sold, like what you told them is that it's some sort of a networking opportunity. Cool. It's like nothing more. Okay, right. very interesting. And then you said, you started telling me before that you started pushing it. Right. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So how did it happen? Yeah, the, so, so it was funny because the, the, the marketing of it, I didn't thought about marketing or something. I really wanted it to be a local tool that will support the community. So that's why I sent it to a very few people mm-hmm. in messages, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, just, hey, I created this new map. Um, if you are familiar with anyone that can be on it, and they didn't promote it too much. But then people, wow, it's, it's amazing. It's the first time we can see What's going on here? And they send it to a few friends. And uh, after one month, uh, the, jump, the number jumps from 56 like, to around 100. Then suddenly one day I wake up in the morning. It was a weekend. And the reporter back then from uh, The Marker reached out to me. And back then I didn't know any journalist, any media publications. And then, hey, my name is this and this. I would like, uh, I saw what you created. I would like to create a story about that. And as I mentioned before, suddenly, like, okay, he interviewed me for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, very briefly. And then he said, okay, thank you. And then I thought to myself, okay, maybe probably it will be tomorrow, the day after. Uh, and then uh, I opened the, the marker after a few hours. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe it will be under this section or under this mm-hmm. place. And suddenly I opened the, the marker and I see that it's the headline. For like eight hours, it was... The headline of the whole the, the marker knew wow. the Israeli startups. And now people are writing about it. But back then I was shocked. I said, wow, it's, it's like, it's really something that can change something. And that was a tipping point that after it was there, mm-hmm. before that, no one in Israel knew it. It was only like, like three months or two months after I created it. But then in Israel, all the tech ecosystems saw that and they didn't try to push it at all. In Israel, only here in the local community. But when it was in Israel also, suddenly that leads to another uh, part of the story which I'm going to tell you about. What happened then, it's uh, what started to lead me uh, to where I am now. Because once it was in the Israeli publication, a month after it was in Ynet, and then Channel 2, Uh, interviewed me twice for the 6 p.m. show and they came to interview me in my office and suddenly every month uh, one of the biggest publications in Israel wrote a story about it. So what happened then uh, is that first, um, I would say that the Israeli big entities that would like to have access to the startups started to reach out to me. I never reached out to anyone, I can tell you. These entities reached out to me because when you have, uh, and I can say it's a, almost a product. When you have a good product, then uh, the sale uh, is easy. The customers are coming to you. I'm not knocking on any door. I'm not uh, trying, hey, I created this map. Come, give me a, no. Mm-hmm. So the Israel, the big Israeli banks, each one by his turn reached out to me separately, almost at the same time without knowing that the other reached out to me. Hey, we saw what you built. We would like to be partner in that, to give you X dollar uh, of money every year and think what we can do together. Wait, you're talking now about monetization. Yes. Yeah, we're not there yet. I know. 
Okay. Okay. Not yet. Okay. Uh, because what I put a lot of focus on is breaking it down for people. Because the stories are incredible, but the moment you can mimic them, like you get the method behind it, that's where people can actually use it. So we talked about the lunch part. We talked about pushing it. You said that the moment you had just a small interview, people started reaching out to you. Now, the next step I want to talk about, and that's actually, I think it's one of the most important ones, because a lot of people have, like, are able to start building something, and they might get people interested in it. But most people don't know how to preserve that. And that's something I'm more interested in. The moment, like after the first push, and you have those startups interested in you, what did you do? How did you kept them? Yeah, so B- being interested, you know, especially for uh, eight uh, years. You, you, you are asking a really good question, and I'm not saying, just saying it like the Americans were every time a person asks them a question, they're saying it's a great question. This is a really <laughs> great question because that's the place where I saw that okay, online is nice mm-hmm. and fine, but it will not stay for the long term. Then, so what I did, I started as I mentioned. Uh, before in very high level. Now when we get into a uh, deeper, in a deeper way, I started to do offline things rather than the online. I started to do, uh, I don't like the word events, but I will say kind of meetups. meetings, meetups, roundtables, mainly uh, for the founders, for the CEOs, not general tech, uh, you know, events just to fill out the room. Because it's, a, it's nice. I'm enjoying going to this event, but I don't think it brings the value I wanted to see. So I, I created very curated events only for, for example, for CEOs. In, uh, back then, it was video and advertisement were very strong for video and advertisement uh, startups. Bringing uh, someone from the executive from the largest corporates here in New York. The same in FinTech, in cybersecurity. Sorry, cybersecurity is only in the last few years, and we'll touch it in a minute. Mm-hmm. Better there were no cybersecurity here. But really to bring value to the entrepreneurs. And they, when it brings them value, they, and after that, after an event like that, I promote it like online. And everyone wants to tap into these groups of CEOs and founders. There's a lot of tra- attraction around them from, mm-hmm. again, from clients, from investors, from service providers that want them to be the clients. It's also okay. And from a uh, and from a talent that would like to work for them. So um, many events that I did uh, uh, in different meetings, from 10 people meeting to 50 people meeting, to even last month we did an event with 150 Israeli founders mm-hmm. in one place. So all these small groups, and this relates to uh, building a community. So once you have a niche, I think that community, as long as it's uh, in a niche and not general, then most chances that you will that you will succeed rather than very general. For example, when I created the map in New York, a lot of people reached out to me, oh, hey, you should do Israeli map in the US. It will be big. We'll bring everything and then we'll sell the map of the US and everything. And I knew that it will not succeed because if it's on the US, okay, you're on the map of the US, but... It's not localized, it's not connecting between the founders. You cannot do offline events. Uh, like uh, It's much more difficult. But if it's only Israelis, only New York, it's a small and closed community. And then there are some relevant players from the ecosystem that are interested in that community, and you can monetize on it. I realized it only after a few years. When I built it, I didn't realize it. But after I was focused only in New York and only in Israelis, these two, then there was a whole ecosystem player that wanted uh, to be part of it, and they were willing to pay because they saw the value that they can get out of it. That's great. Before we get to the monetization, because I can see you keep leaning into it, and I think it's very interesting, but there is something there I want to stop about. You talked about creating events, hosting events. And I feel like that's something that's a nice title, but it's not that easy. So, like, talk a little bit about, like, how did you start? Because the moment you do, like, one or two, you kind of get the hang of it. But you said you were an accountant. How, <laughs> like, 
how did you came from being in a content? How did you know how to host an event, how to do everything, how to like, take care of it? Everything is coming from the demand from the people. It's not that I, okay, let's do an event and then, okay, let's see what's going on. I met with almost all the founders that were on the map for meetings, for coffee, for drink, for whatever. And I asked them, do you want to, if I'll arrange a, meet, a meeting with all the founders, do you want to be part of it? They said, of course, we want to, be, to meet other CEOs in New York. We want to be part of a community. Back then, even they didn't know each other and all of them were here. Now, the new ones mainly wants to meet the old ones. So I, I, every time it's like the ones that just moved to here and the ones that are already here. But back then I saw that there is a demand. And uh, so that's the difficult part. To do the operations of an event, you can have someone to help you. That's, uh, I don't think it's, a, it's an issue. Everyone can do it almost. It's not uh, the problem. The problem is to bring the, the, the curated audience rather than just fill out the room, which is very easy. You can just promote your event. People will come, but they will not be relevant. If you just promote an event for everyone, mm-hmm. the ones that you want to be there will not come to the event because if like a, a CEO of a startup, which is very busy, see an event that is promoted all over the place for free for everyone, you say, okay, I will not see value in that. I will come, it will not bring me any value because you will not think, and that's the truth. You will not think that executives from corporate or potential investors will be there. You think, okay, it's nice, but I don't have the time. But if you, knew, you know that you will come, there will be only CEOs or only investors or only potential clients, then it will come. So I, I insisted on having events for these curated groups. And even very good friends uh, reached out to me and they are from the tech ecosystem. Hey, can we come? I told them, I'm really sorry. You're a very good friend of mine, of course, but it's not event for friends. I insist it's only for founders. But I'm almost, I'm uh, like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm executive, I'm still level. No, it's only for founders, only for CEOs. So I insisted on not bringing other people because if I would bring other people, next time these CEOs will not come to another event. Sure. And uh, the same with investors and corporates. So I insisted on that. I, that was the main important thing for me. And then now, a few years after, you, you see that it's good that I insisted on that because these groups from 10 people, like, uh, as I mentioned, 150 founders in one event, it's uh, something that, uh, it's, not, it's not easy to bring 150 only founders and CEOs to, to an event. And we did it uh, a day after, a day after this event, we celebrated a big celebration. Then it was quite uh, to the wide uh, audience, uh, 400 Israeli startups in New York. So we, we keep doing events that bring the community together. Mm-hmm bring uh, different partners to each one of these activities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that that relates to the monetization, by the way. I did not plan to do any monetization on the platform. I created it only to help the entrepreneurs, even today. Just before you get into yeah. that, because this will be like my next question. I just, I want to point out a few things that are very interesting you said. That you, you didn't take the entire group. You didn't say like, okay, we're having a meeting for 400 startups. No, you said only fintech, only uh, cybersecurity. And the fact that you broke it down into small groups and you really gave, like, like you said, you gave people the understanding of what they're going to get from each event. I think that's a very good tip. And I really, I want to point it out if anybody missed it, because it's like, this, this is really good because I've hosted events as well. And I noticed that, that people are asking me, well, am I going to meet someone relevant? No, I don't have the time. So it's it's really, really good tip. And now let's talk about monetization. So you've created this group, you've launched it, you promoted it, you have 400 startups. Now, how did you make money out of it? Yeah, so uh, when I started it, I never planned to monetize on it. I mm-hmm. created it for the community. And in the first day, uh, three years that I created it. I, I was still an accountant in UI. They paid my day job. And that was also one of the reasons I could afford myself not to monetize on the platform. I'm not looking, really not looking for a, any dollar. If I would, I wouldn't succeed in the, with the platform because I was ruined it with a, with a different players that were not the right fit. Because in the first three years, 
a lot of entities reached out to me, we'd like to pay you, we'd like to do that and that. And I said in the first three years, no, no to, ev- to all of them. And all the activities, activities I did with Israel and New York were clean, were in partnership with different organizations. We did uh, things with the mayor of uh, New York City, with the mayor of Jersey City, with the Israeli consulate, many things in promoting uh, Israeli startups. We created uh, uh, clips that promoted Israeli entrepreneurs. We did things with the mayor of uh, Tel Aviv who came to here and together. It was Israeli map to New York and back then Adam Neumann and uh, the mayor of Tel Aviv. That's the three of us. We did big things. Never asked for sponsorship, never for partnerships, uh, for money related. But then only after three years when there were around uh, 250 Israeli startups on the map, we have to remember the growth until 400, when there are 250, then I said, okay, now I can choose the right partners that I choose them because many were waiting. Mm-hmm. And this entity is every six, six months. Okay, now you want to do things we would like to pay you. We'd like to pay. I said, okay, we'll do it because I think the success of the, the platform was because I was not looking to make money out of it and I was not chasing uh, partnerships and no. My, my, my really main goal was to help the entrepreneurs. And I was focused on helping the entrepreneurs and building the community without anything interfering me or anything that will distract me or any agen- different agendas of different players. I was focused on building the community and launched the map. So more startups came, so the community growing organically. And only after three years, I said, okay, let's listen. Let's see what's going on. And then I started with the first layer of monetization. And today I'm doing something different. I, every time I challenge myself to start a new thing, the first layer was very simple. All the Israeli service providers that would like to be part of it, with all of them, I signed an annual agreement with X amount of dollars for my services. Not for events and that we did in, in addition, that's they cover it separately. For my services, what was the main service? They wanted access to the startups from someone that is not a service provider. They saw me as someone that is connected to the community and part of the community of entrepreneurs. And people trust. And people trust. Yeah, tr- trust is, a, is a, like the most important word because they trusted me, the founders trusted me, and uh, then it's easy. And trust is also something that I will touch in a minute with the last piece of monetization that I'm doing right now, that I started it only a year and a half ago, which is related to investments in the startups. So I did, uh, uh, so I brought these uh, uh, entities. They wanted to know who is expanding to New York in the next month or two months or six months. The ones that are here, they already knew. But they felt uh, it was uh, correct, it was true, that uh, entrepreneurs, of course, not all of them, not all of them reached out to me, but a lot of companies that before they are expanding to New York, uh, somehow they reached out to me through a friend if they know, don't know me or through different channels. And I have information, even now, I know I know like at least uh, around, I think, uh, 15 Israeli startups that are going to expand to here in the next uh, six to nine months. And I don't think everyone knows about that, so... When I'm talking with these entrepreneurs, for these entities who would like to have access, it's important information for them. So with the permission of the startups, I we are doing like, a, I'm not working in introductions or something, and not doing mm-hmm. intros in email, but I serve as a platform that connects between the, the entrepreneurs that are looking to expand to it or the ones that are here, and between these service providers, if it's the big banks in Israel, accounting firms, law firms, even HR and marketing, even the Israeli consulate, with each one of them, I have different arrangements. And that's like the bread and butter. That's usually an annual agreement for 12 months, which I signed every January with a few entities. That's a nice amount of money. But again, I, I'm not uh, reaching out to these entities. Uh, I would say that, uh, uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying it because, uh, uh, like, uh, to show that uh, it's... Uh, that they are reaching out to me just because I'm good or something. They see the value in, in the platform. So I, I never reached out to even not to one service provider. 
even not once, and I can say it, uh, it's recorded. <laughs> they reached out to me because I tried all the time to be in a situation that I'm promoting my activities in different channels. Mm-hmm. And I know that every activity that I'm doing, bring, every time I get an email from another person that would like to collaborate. So I'm promoting my activities heavily, and this brings the, the customers easily. Interesting. Question. When you decided to first monetize, did you get any objections from your community? No. Ne- no? Ne- ne- never. Never, because, because they trust me. And even when I have uh, um, different entities that would have, have access to the entrepreneurs, I'm not doing anything only because they are paying for this partnership. I will not reach out to a founder if I don't feel uh, comfortable enough. Everyone knows that they know that it, uh, if, even if they want me to help them and I say, okay, I cannot, I will not reach out to him because ABC, it's okay. The main important thing is to help the entrepreneurs even if someone is paying to be a partner in the platform, I will not spam the entrepreneur with irrelevant information. I will not send him stuff and the partners uh, are, are aware of that. That's, that's actually an interesting part. Um, how do you manage the communication with the founders? Because like, they talk, people talk about a lot of methods, you know, newsletter, um, Facebook group, Instagram, like Instagram, WhatsApp. There are a lot of different tools for it. Uh, what is your method? I'll tell you the truth. Just uh, WhatsApp. So there is a WhatsApp group for all the founders? Uh, there is a group, but uh, I don't believe there is a group, but I don't believe in uh, something that is uh, big mm-hmm. and massive and uh, not uh, personal. Mm-hmm. And uh, usually, um, I'm in touch with a lot of them. A lot of them are my best friends now. Okay. In uh, WhatsApp, informal communication, even you know something funny, even for the event that we did for the 150 founders. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were partners with me in the event. It was Microsoft and the uh, Valibank, Leumi. They sent invitation, but they were, they were relying on me that I will bring most of the founders. That's why they parted with me. And they like, also mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, wanted to, to be part of it. Um, I, I think I haven't, didn't even send one email to this event. I invited in WhatsApp like uh, the founders in a personal message to all of them. Each one of them maybe send it to another founder, and that's it. And so the, no and, newsletter, no weekly, I, I, daily? I, I, had, I, I had newsletter. I, uh, I stopped with it uh, a few years ago. Maybe I'll get back to it. It's a nice way, and uh, many companies and communities are doing that. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, I, I guess it's uh, something that helps them. But uh, I, I didn't do that because uh, I felt that it uh, not really bring any, speci- any unique value. I built this community. I didn't want to be like another community that is doing kind of the same. Like, uh, and I'm not saying it's not good, but it's not the right fit for me. I wanted to do something different. So I stopped with the newsletter a few years ago. I don't regret on that. Um, they hear from me in, in other channels, but as long as I'm in touch with the founders and give them ongoing value all the time, mm-hmm. that's, I think, all uh, I need because they're uh, like the main asset of, of the platform. Even if it's talent, it's around them. They're responsible to hire people. If it's a... Uh, Clients, they need wants clients. The investor, they want clients. They want investors. Uh, exposure in the media, in the conferences, they need it. So, uh, I think that to be in touch with them, it's it's the right thing. And uh, I'll just say one example about the, the niche communities. Last month, every year we are celebrating Israel Day at the stock exchange, or at New York Stock Exchange, or at Nasdaq, and it relates. I'll tell you in a minute why. Last month, we celebrated Israeli Day at the New York Stock Exchange in Wall Street. Amazing, uh, uh, very unique event with the Council General came and many other distinguished guests. And this year it was 
Israeli innovation in prop tech. Mm-hmm. So we invited uh, 30 Israeli founders. There are 30 Israeli startups in prop tech in New York. We invited all the CEOs. And out of them, I invited around uh, uh, 10 to speak at the conference over there. And we brought two potential clients, uh, Azrieli, Dan Azrieli, mm-hmm. the chairman of, uh, and president of the largest uh, real estate uh, group in Israel. She came from Israel, and Tal Keret, president of Silverstein Properties, which is amazing uh, to see all the, uh, all the World Trade Center area. It's, it's there. It's, it's theirs. And that's kind of a place which I brought value to these 30 Israeli founders in one place at the New York Stock Exchange. Ten of them got speaking opportunity. The other got exposure. I brought them two potential clients. All community, all audience were developers, potential investors, potential clients. So that's the... The, the people, I'm trying to help them all the time, the CEOs of the companies. And uh, I think it's much more value than sending a newsletter to the community, which I can promote my activities in different social channels like Instagram, Facebook. So you do LinkedIn manage so on. online presence. Yeah, the, the online presence, which I, uh, it looks like I like it a lot, but I don't like it too much to uh, promote all day the activities, but... I must promote them because if I'm not promote them, I'm not like a big uh, company like Google or Microsoft. If I'm not do it, most of the people will not know what I'm doing. Yeah, it will absolutely. not bring me more clients. Or it will not bring me more investors. It will not bring me more opportunities to invest. So I promote the activities I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, through that, I attract new clients uh, in the different revenue streams that I manage under Israel and to New York. I see. So you do manage online client, uh, you do manage online presence like Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, things like that. Correct. Okay. And then the way that your community members can connect between them is by using the map because the map has all the information on all the startups. Using the map right? or even uh, through the Facebook group. Oh, there's a Facebook group. Okay. Or we have a WhatsApp group for the CEOs. Mm-hmm. Or they're reaching out to me and I connect them to whoever. Yeah, but then you would need to work really hard. That's why I'm like trying to figure yeah, out yeah, your yeah. method. The, 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 so it's mostly group, like a Facebook group. There are a few channels. Okay. If they cannot manage to connect with anyone they want through these different social channels or different other channels, mm-hmm. then they reach out to me and easily I'm uh, helping them in uh, connecting to others. Perfect. Okay, uh, we don't have a lot of time, but I do want to hear a little bit more about the monetization opportunities because you talked about working with service providers. Okay. Uh, what else? And like, yeah, yeah. pretty short. Okay. Yeah. The first layer, the simple one, is a service provider's annual agreement. Service provider, people don't like this word, but it includes different entities that would like to have access to the startups. Makes sense. Annual agreement with them. On top of that, different projects that is ad hoc, which mm-hmm. I'm uh, being selected uh, to do. In one sentence, for example, this week, uh, the European Union sent the first of its kind delegation of innovation ecosystem leaders from Europe and Israel to New York mm-hmm. to explore the New York tech ecosystem as a place for the startups from their ecosystem to, uh, to relocate to New York, to expand to New York. And there was a tender, an RFP, and I won this small tender to, uh, to uh, explore, to give them the, I would say, uh, the opportunity to meet the major players in New York. So in four days, we went to the major hubs and we met the uh, most important and, uh, people in the New York tech ecosystem. So that's project that I'm doing. I have a few projects like that. That's second mm-hmm. layer of monetization based on my familiarity with the tech ecosystem in New York and with what I built here. I have a few projects all the time going on, mm-hmm. which I, uh, um, based on the assets that I built of knowing the New York tech ecosystem for one end, the investors, the entrepreneurs, the uh, corporates, they chose me to, uh, through me, they're doing these projects. That's second level. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, and that's the thing that is most important for me these days, I'm leveraging its investments. Investments in Israeli startups that are, most of them are based in New York. And that's the most important thing. And it's the top of the monetization of the platform that I built. And every time I think how I can be better and how can I improve what I'm doing. 
So it started with, uh, with not taking anything, then the service provider, then different projects that I want because they know that I can provide a very uh, large value. And then the investments. I'm leveraging on two assets. And that's the proof for me that I succeeded in building a strong community. Because you really know the field. Uh, uh, uh. So you know what to invest in. Yeah, but the, the two assets that I'm leveraging on when I'm doing the investment, that these two assets I built through the community. I have access when Israeli startup in New York raising series A or B, pretty advanced uh, rounds. Mm-hmm. And I know, because I'm talking all, of, all day with them, to the ones that I think that are the best, I'm, ask, I'm telling them that I would like to be part of their round. Mm-hmm. And I'm a follower. I'm telling them once you're closing the lead investor with doing the due diligence and so on. There's usually a, like a, a, a like a window, two or three months that you can bring the followers in order to close the round. So uh, when I ask them that we'd like to join the round, I say of course because it's easy sell for me because so for most of them, I help them in something in the few years that they are in mm-hmm. without thinking about taking anything back. I just have them because they're part of the community. And now when I'm asking them to get into the round with $1 million, in rounds between mainly between 10 to $30 million, so of course we'll keep you, we'll give you this allocation. Mm-hmm. Once they're closing the lead round, they give me a call, hey, we closed the lead round, we have two months, you want to join? And then I'm looking a little bit on the numbers and I'm saying yes. So that's one asset. I have access to amazing companies because I helped them in the past and they're familiar with the value. They don't need, they don't need my million dollar or half million dollar. It depends. Sometimes I put half million dollar in the rounds. It's a small part. They don't need it in the 30 million dollar. Mm-hmm. But they want the value that they know that I can bring. And they know that if for free I help them, if I have a stake in the company, then I will help them for sure because I want them to succeed mm-hmm. even better. That's one asset. The second asset I'm leveraging on it, and it's also from the community, once I have the allocation of $1 million in the round, a day after, I'm reaching out to the part of the investors in my community, in the community, it's not my community, it's the community in New York, and I'm telling them, this company gave me an allocation of $1 million because I helped them in the past, they believe that I can help them in the future. Do you want to join with me in this $1 million? And what I'm doing is SPV, Special Purpose Vehicle. I'm building a partnership here in New York, as opposed to Israel, it takes like 10, sec- 10 minutes to open a company. Mm-hmm. And it's like a VC for each investment separately. I'm the GP, the general partner in the, in the partnership. The investors that are joining the round are the LPs, limited partnerships, uh, partners. And in one million, let's, be, let's say I'm bringing uh, five investors that each one of them put 150K. Um, sorry, or six or seven, so it reaches out to one million. It's usually between 500K to one million dollar. They uh, transfer the money into the company, to the partnership I founded. And with this uh, partnership, in one line, we are getting into the cap table of the company. And my business model on that, the monetization, it's like a, like a VC for each uh, um, investment separately. I'm taking a, a small management fee at the beginning, but I'm not, again, I'm never looking into every dollar. I'm taking a much lower management fee than a VC. And I rely on the fact that we are all waiting for a liquidity event, where as opposed to a VC that is taking 20%, I'm taking only 15% because I have lean operations and don't have a whole team and a huge office and marketing, but so I'm okay with 15. It's better to have 15 and have something than 20 with a, sometimes it's getting to zero because the company is not succeeding. So that's how I, I leverage on the monetization also through investments. And I, uh, I would say that uh, after I left Sosa a year and a half ago, uh, then I started to make the investments. I did 10 investments uh, so far, seven in this, uh, through this vehicle in Series A and B, and three uh, personally in very early stage in companies that I believe in them. And uh, three of them are cybersecurity, mm-hmm. uh, Talon, Scenario, and the cyber pion, the rest are DevOps, retail, healthcare, prop tech, um, and I think that's it. And you're satisfied? Of course, I'm enjoying every minute of it. And if I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. It's fun every day when you wake up, there's mm-hmm. something different from the day before. Mm-hmm. Dealing with different things, but I really feel that uh, the sky is the limit. 
So no, so, but like also results-wise, because you said you made investments in pretty early stages. Now you said you only started a year and a half ago, so it might be too early to see any results. Exactly. No, but okay. uh, some of the companies raised another round. Okay. And uh, some of them expanded to the U.S. The, the, I invested in seven in Series A and B, mm-hmm. but in three early stage, two out of, two out of the three just expanded to uh, New York and to uh, Austin, Texas like uh, three, four months ago. And they raised, I invested them in very early in the, in the safe. Two out of the three already raised the seed, so they're getting a progress. Mm-hmm. And that's very exciting because I built myself in the professional way through the investments. Now I'm considered to be as an investor. They invite me to different things as an investor, but I still invest in the whole community, not only in the 10 startups, but invest my time mm-hmm. in helping in, uh, the Israeli startup community in New York. Beautiful. I think it's very inspiring. And also, I want to spot out that everything you did relies on the fact that these people trust you. It, it really is. Because you said, like, the service provider, that's the way to do it. Projects, they know that you have access to these people, so they want to work with you. Same with investors. They trust the fact that you already know your community, so you can use it in order to make better investments. So that's a really good point. Now, we really need to finish... So just the last thing I want to ask you, if there's anything, if there's anyone who's watching this and want to build a community, what is your golden tip? My golden tip? Oh, that's a tough question. But I think uh, that if someone wants to build a community, uh, build it uh, bottom up. Start talking with uh, people that will be the anchor uh, of the community, the first members of the community. And based on their needs, uh, only based on their needs, build the community because then, only then, there will be stickiness to the community. And uh, even FOMO is okay if you're missing out. So if you know that what are the, this is the demand of the first members, then the rest will follow and the rest will want to be part of it. And that's what I saw even when I built it. Without knowing this tip, I just, uh, it's just what happened. I just thought about it without anyone told me exactly what to do, but I felt that that's the right way. And that's how I built For example, in my case, was the first funders that I was talking with. So what's the challenge? How to embed into the New York ecosystem? How to talk with other founders? So uh, that's my, uh, my tip, uh, That's perfect. Okay. Guy, thank you so much. This was so enriching. I learned so much from it. And thank you guys for listening or watching this episode. I, I really, I learned so much and I hope you guys too. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thank Bye you, Mital. Thank you.